I'm Matt Bellany, founding partner of Puck News, and I'm covering the inside conversation about money and power in Hollywood. With my new show, The Town, I'm going to take you inside Hollywood with exclusive insight on what people in show business are actually talking about. Multiple times a week, I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know, journalists, insiders, all of whom can break down the hottest topics in entertainment to tell you what's really going on. Listen now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwa. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are checking in with everything we missed over the break. We're doing January week one, which is 13 going on 30. Very exciting. And today you will briefly learn about Trisha Paytas's ex-boyfriend against your will. So wow, can't wait. you've been warned. It's not against my will. I'm excited. (laughs) Happy New Year, you guys. We took a break. We're back. I almost forgot to do or how to do the intro to this very podcast. But um, at the top, we are checking in with everything we missed over the break over that like week and a half period. We're starting with the most important news because I didn't get a chance to talk about it, which is Miley's rocking New Year's Eve with Dolly. I forced the people I was with to watch this. We watched it on mute. So the first go around, we like watched performance. Well, without audio. And then I have since gone back and watched all the videos. And Kate, I know you have some thoughts. We're going to keep it brief. Essentially, she did fantastic. Dolly Parton, fantastic job. Hard vocals to do at her age. Um, She sang with Fletcher. She did Midnight Sky. She did like a mashup with Dolly, including Wrecking Ball. And then like a single line of I Will Always Love You. But the real real thing to talk about here is Paris Hilton and her appearance on this show. Did you guys watch this? So I didn't want to watch the Paris Hilton clip. Yeah. As you know, I'm allergic to such things. Yeah. Um, but everyone was talking about how bad it was. So I did yeah. ultimately have to watch it for journalism. It's pretty bad. There's a moment she sings The Star is Blind with Paris Hilton, who comes out looking exactly like you expect. The mm-hmm. Paris Hilton uniform has not changed mm-hmm. in the past 20 years. I imagine it's it won't true. change in the next yeah. 20 years. She's in yeah. the, you know, the, where it's like one, one piece of fabric that's just like draped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the pony and the Comfy. tan. And there's a moment where they're singing and Miley goes, sing, Paris. <laughs> okay. And it, Paris yeah. does something resembling singing. Uh, and it's, well, it's gone mildly well, viral. Here, a lot of people have thoughts. Here's the problem, too, is that Miley <laughs> started the song. She sounded fucking great. Sia came out and she yeah, why started Sia singing. There? That's one of my many questions. <laughs> okay, I have a theory on that. I have a theory on that. 
Sia comes out, sings the other half of the song, and then Paris Hilton with 25 seconds to go comes out, sings with those other two women, and then has one single line by herself, a single right. solo, uh, which is so bad that that's the only thing that people are talking about. You would think that Paris was out the whole time and like right. it was her solo debut. No, she has one line that she sings on her own. But I have a theory that Sia was there also doing way too much with the, <laughs> the um, chorus of this song to distract from Paris's mm. inability to sing. Right. Um, I'm sure you're right. I just, it's so easy to lip sync these days. And I, I guess know. the reason is that the other two obviously were singing live and didn't have to lip sync. So then you can't really insert That's one pre-recorded point. line mm. for That's Paris Hilton. Point. But mm. it's just so easy. I, it seems like <laughs> they could have just pre-recorded it and, and just helped her out uh, a little bit. Um, also, is this- And they said no. Yeah. Is this being too mean to Paris Hilton? I feel like she wasn't even that good of a get. Oh, she's she'll get over it. Oh, yeah. my God. Paris Hilton, she, listen. She did really I, hype it up, right? Yeah. This is when she was yeah. like, ooh, big, big news coming. We're yeah. like, what is it? Mm-hmm. And then it was this. I, but people yeah, were speculating that. that she was going to join Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Whoa. But great. here's the thing. I was re-watching some clips, as I do on TikTok, um, of The Simple Life. Hmm. Paris mm-hmm. Hilton, I'm sorry, the real star of that show is Nicole Richie. Nicole yeah. Richie, may, she's funny. Like, Nicole Richie has charisma. She's she funny. She facilitated practically every funny moment you can remember on that show. Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, she's a dud. She is, all she does is go like, yeah, that's That's hot. actually like, a great point, Amelia. Like, sorry. Because uh, Nicole Richie says like the one-liner that you remember and then Paris exactly. Hilton also happens to be in that scene be like, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> laughing at Nicole. Exactly. Yeah. And just because yeah. she was like, you know, the, the Hilton heiress and whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's We, for some reason, make her out to be like a bigger, like, yeah. I not I don't even want to use the word star, but just... It's just like that's a nostalgia was, factor. It's I a think nostalgia factor. But the thing is, is like her. Nicole Richie was always the star of that show. She yeah. was the one it, that show would not be as memorable or successful if it were Paris Hilton and some other girl. It was we should like, watch it's an Nicole Richie. Yeah, oh, I've never that's seen a, a full episode. Mode. Also, should she have not brought out Lindsay Lohan? I feel like this was like kind of the end of this <laughs> oh, year yeah. was her moment in the sun. That would have been know, really funny. That would have been great. Anyway, also, I realized that we said we're checking with everything we missed over the break. And really, it's just celebrity New Year's. So, yes, indeed. Um, Okay, so with that, shall we move on? Amelia, you want to talk about your New Year's Eve watching? Yes. Watch some Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. They've been doing a little joint hosting over at CNN for a few years now. Remember, it used to be Kathy Griffin and Anderson Cooper. Then they had a falling out and yeah, whatever, Um, which makes me sad to this day yeah. that when that happened but I don't know man uh anyway Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper they couldn't drink this year and usually <laughs> they do like usually Andy Cohen gets totally bombed and mm-hmm. it's hilarious and he's out here dissing Ryan Seacrest which I love and uh, and I actually like Ryan Seacrest but I yeah. I it's it's funny, okay? Yeah. And um yeah. and he like Ryan Seacrest takes himself a little too seriously, I think. Um <laughs> But anyway, because Ryan Seacrest went and complained and was like, you made fun of me last time. Now CNN is like, no one can drink. And everyone was really pissed off. I saw on social media being like, let them drink. Like, you're not letting like even Don Lemon, who's out here in New Orleans, drink or anything. Mm. And it's it was still funny. Like, I still enjoyed them. I know. Anderson got ribbed for being a Nepo baby a bunch by Andy. <laughs> they had celebrity guests like uh, they had Brian Cox from Succession come on. Ooh, they I had, saw that oh, random. Yeah, cool. they had Gene uh, Smart from Hacks over. Wow, oh my God. Uh, Some, like real prestige TV guests. Exactly. Was that Ron Rock in New Year's Eve? Oh my God, that sounds great. I fucking wow. got Paris Hilton and Sia. I wow, I cool. know, but yeah. So wow. it was it was fun, and there was a moment when you know Andy was like, "I need tequila," and that was that was really funny. <laughs> I thought that was really funny, and um and again, Ryan Seacrest had to freaking insert himself once more and claims that Anderson Cooper like said hello to him, but Andy Cohen did not, and Andy Cohen was like, "That never happened," and even Kelly Ripa was like. Uh, Ryan, you're a liar. So hey. drama, post drama. Damn, I don't know wow. what's going on, but chaos. Yeah. Interesting. So, 
There's also a lot of um, resolution uh, mm. articles going around on page six, our main source for this podcast. Um, <laughs> some are resolutions. Some are just like a Actually, harder to dreams. find than I thought, honestly. <laughs> I was like, someone's going to have every single celebrity yeah. who in their Instagram caption revealed yeah. their resolutions, right? No, none of them do. They're all just like these, like Fox News. It's like all the celebrities they could get to reply to an email being like, what are your... Mm-hmm. New Year's resolutions. There were a few. Mm-hmm. These were harder to find than I thought. Yeah, I have to say. But we did want to do just like some, a brief roundup of celebrity New Year's resolutions. Uh, some really <laughs> goofy ones here. Gwyneth Paltrow is not making resolutions because she says, I'm not a big resolutions person because I think it sets us up to fail. I try to set broader goals and work towards them all year. Like, is that not just a resolution? That is quite that's literally a, resolu- a resolution. That's literally a resolution. That's, she yeah. then went okay. on to be like, here are my resolutions. Basically. Okay. They were like life goals. I'm like, no, that's literally what you're doing. Uh, so that was very silly. I was like, I okay. go back and forth on resolutions this year. I made other, I feel like I, I'm like either really pro or then I'm like, Oh, I'm like mm-hmm. Gwyneth. And I'm like, I don't need them. But you know who did establish one really good one? Vanessa Hudgens. She posted on her Instagram story. She was mm-hmm. like, this is my new year's resolutions. She's quitting vaping. Apparently she, she vaped her last vape. And she tossed it in the story. <laughs> and that really counts. The other one I found turns out not to be really a New Year's resolution is more like now that she's turned 40, Kim Kardashian is like, oh God. quote, starting to let loose a little. And then you're like, okay, that's fine. What is this about? No, she's starting to drink coffee and starting to drink like a little bit more alcohol. And again, this was just her time to plug. This was on actually Gwyneth's podcast the Goop podcast. But she then again plugs like her discipline and work ethic. And she's like, all I do is work and focus. Oh my now, God. Like, I just don't feel comfortable laying around and doing nothing. Oh my so God. now in my 40s, I'm going to like start to drink coffee. And that's <sighs> annoying, actually. Wow. So that's so that annoying. Is, I love that. <laughs> again, it's like, she says these things. Like we can't research that she has a thousand assistants doing shit for her. Yeah, and it's just like, so Kim, we are so not as stupid annoying. as you think we are. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Sorry. I, that's, I have strong feelings about that, but yeah. yeah agreed. Yeah. Anything else, Kate? Um, a couple more just really dumb ones. Simo Leo is going <sighs> to quote, limit screen time. I thought this was funny. He did this whole thing. He was like, I'm limiting my screen time in 2023. I, I, where, It's for the average person. It's like, yes, great. But for him, considering he gets dragged all over Twitter on a regular basis, because people find him just like deeply cringe and embarrassing. I was like, yeah, you should limit screen time, actually. (laughs) Like, just stay off. Stay off the Internet uh, because they're constantly making fun of you. And then just this last one I found (laughs) to be just incredible. This is actually what inspired this whole category. Yes, this is good. This is worth it. (laughs) Olivia Culpo, who is, I don't know, like fucking Miss America or some shit. Like she's an influencer. Influencer. Like, I don't know. Her New Year's resolution (laughs) is to, she told the New York Post this. So she replied to the email when the New York Post emailed celebrities and was like, what are your New Year's resolutions? Like she replied to the New York Post and told them this. Uh, She's going (gasps) to set aside time to practice my cello and play more chamber music with my quartet. (laughs) Yeah, so relatable. Same. With her quartet? With her quartet. I was like, I immediately need to know more. Uh, so I fo- I refollowed her on Instagram so I can find oh, out. Oh, so it worked. It worked. It, was worked. Yeah. So it worked. It did. I'll keep you posted. Okay. Thank you. Incredible. That's oh, a real resolution, Kim. She's yeah, bettering it herself. It's true. It's wow. definitely true. Yeah. Okay. Happy to move year. on <laughs> to the next category. Uh, not worth the tea this week in social media and some relationship news. We're starting with relationship news, actually. Amelia? Yes, it's true. Um, you know, I I want to say we maybe briefly talked about this. I think we did. When okay. the first rumors came out, I think you mentioned it. Right. Just because I... I find it interesting. Okay, what I'm trying to... Okay, I feel like I do this a lot where I just like bury the lead, but I I don't know. I like like keeping you guys on your toes. Um, Yes. (laughs) So Matthew Lawrence, who is a noted Lawrence brother, the Lawrence brothers, if you're familiar, if you grew up like in the 90s or early 2000s, there are like three brothers who became popular because one of them, Joey, was on a show called Blossom, which I think was pretty big for... 90s kids if you were like of that age where you could you know fully comprehend a television show um and so he became really famous off of that and he had two younger brothers matthew and you know what 
I did not look up the other, <laughs> the other one. It's fine. We don't need to know. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. To the- Andrew. It's Andrew. It's you Andrew. are on nice. a roll. Pull okay, good. I won't stop you now. Go. Okay, on. thanks. Um, and, and, and they were in various movies. Like I, Matthew Lawrence was the little kid, I think it missed Doubtfire. And they had just like, you know, various movie roles. And then they were on a lot of like Disney stuff. So like you could not turn on the Disney channel without. Yeah. Seeing a Lawrence brother. Uh, and I would say that Matthew Lawrence's biggest role was uh, on Boy Meets World on the later seasons as Corey's brother's Eric's roommate, college roommate. Anyway, so we have Matthew Lawrence and TLC singer Chili. And they, I guess, are old friends. And I think we report on this because he, Matthew, used to be married to Dancing with the Stars pro Cheryl Burke. Mm. And then she posted some stuff. They got like divorced, I think like February around that time last year. And she was, she had this video that like stuck out for some reason. I have this stuck in my mind. It was like something involving a shoe. And I looked back on the TikTok video and it was like her saying like, you know, he says that he's not cheating on you, but I found Viagra and a necklace in his shoe. Um, damning, damning evidence. It's damning evidence. And um, so she was, you know, upset about that, obviously. But and then we saw later in August of last year, Matthew and Chili went on like a Hawaiian vacation, but their reps denied it. They were like, they're just they're old friends, like they're great old friends. But it was just like mm. the timing was weird for all of this drama. And then it was revealed the other day that, yes, indeed, Matthew Lawrence is dating Chili from TLC. They are dating wow. and they are happy. They're very happy together. So what a ride. It was a ride. I obviously feel horrible for Cheryl Burke. And, you know, she obviously did not deserve that. On the same token, I do think they're a really good looking couple. I think they they're cute. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just Amelia, briefly, please mm-hmm. talk about the snakes. Oh, yes. Yes. I forgot that. Um, so in my research, <laughs> I came across. A little fact that I guess I don't I feel like it's so weird that we didn't see this because I feel like it's kind of this is up our alley. Wildlife news. Exactly. Um, It was revealed back in actually January of last year, almost a year ago um, when they were still together, that Matthew Lawrence, he fucking loves animals. And in particular, he loves reptiles and huge red flag. (laughs) Exactly. And Cheryl Burke revealed this on the Kelly Clarkson show. And she was like, he has 40 to 50 reptiles that live beneath us. No but, snakes. That was the deal. No oh, snakes. No snakes. But, okay. What but do you when, have then? I mean, well, I know there are other reptiles, but like lizards? Um, just hella I, lizards? Let's see. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay if you don't know no, details. It's okay. I'm just amazed by this. Why would anyone have 50 also, reptiles? Did, did she I, say beneath them? Like yeah, so they like live, I think, in the base. There must be like a heated area in the yeah, basement. Yeah, you must have like a, like just... a reptile room. Exactly. Oh, I guess with that many, yeah, you can have like a whole sanctuary. Interesting. <sighs> but then he comes on this podcast in October of 2020 called the Pretty Messed Up Podcast. And he says, I was born with this in me to love reptiles and amphibians. I don't have any other explanation other than my earliest memories are the feelings of a lizard or a salamander squirming through my hands or tree frogs. I love nature in general. Oh, okay. What? It's a no from me. I like <laughs> chili like snakes. Me too, because um, this is just like information that I didn't expect. But yeah. like, I guess I'm enjoying. I mean, if I, you know, I, I yeah. thank you for taking them in. Fact. I don't know. Well, it is a fun so fact. he obviously takes all this. The he takes. I the think divorce, he takes right? all she them. Want yeah. any of them. Exactly. Wow. Fascinating. Be- because Poor she chilly. even said. But when we, this is what uh, Cheryl said on the Kelly Clarkson show. She said, "But when we dated a little over a decade ago." I knew I would be marrying a guy who loves reptiles. So she she what? knew she was okay with it. She was like, okay, oh, this is your about him. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. She was like, this Got is it. like your thing, okay. and I guess well, I will co-sign. So th- at that's least, sweet. you know, he has he's su- supported by his partners. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm wow. so happy you included that last tidbit. That Thank wouldn't have been a complete story without it. 
Yeah, well, gotta have the, you know, the reptiles. I'm just, sorry that I thought they were snakes. Apologies. No, it's okay. But maybe maybe Chili will allow snakes. Right, Cheryl maybe that didn't was allow the deal breaker. Snakes. He was exactly. like, I got it. I got, I got to have a chili. woman who loves snakes. She lets me have snakes. <laughs> wow. Um, the next two yeah. piece of news, I'm just jumping right to it because I'm excited it. to talk about it. Especially Please. this first one. This is like a little bit of social media. We have got to, <laughs> against her will, but have got to talk about Amelia Wedemeyer's meteoric rise to TikTok fame. Um, It happened seemingly overnight. The girl has cracked the code over Christmas break and has gone viral of four total videos three times. Three out of four of her videos. And the fourth one's just on its way. It's just slow to get there. The snow content is going to take off. Okay. So, Amelia, I want to like have your backstory. Like, you know, what really is the key to success on here? Because Kate, I know you do TikTok too, so maybe you both can talk about it. But your first video— Kate has had some viral videos. She has. Well, Amelia's first first video got like a million views. 1.5 million views, Amelia. Well, I will be honest. I had another video up there, but it like it was like some stupid video that was like a fan cam of the of uh, CNN anchors, and I was like, this is really. I need to delete this. Um, (laughs) But. I had posted. I was watching Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, classic. That show is actually really good. It's so um, good. It's so good. And honestly, I know we love Barbara on this podcast, but she is the best shark. She is clearly she is. the best shark. And this, I think, episode is from a few years ago. And Barbara was on there, and they had these two guys who were like they had some like like odor removing. I want to say I think it was that. Uh, thing that they were trying to sell to the sharks and they revealed in their like little pitch session that they were the sons of the GameStop founder Hmm. and Barbara was like I'm sorry but on principle I don't support rich kids businesses so I'm sorry I'm I'm out as the sharks say and the look on this guy's face was like a pure shock he had never been turned down before and Mm -hmm. they cut to like Lori Grenier and she's she's in shock too and I just thought it was funny because it was like, that's hilarious. And also, you know, the whole Nepo, Nepo baby, baby conversation yes, conversation exactly. is huge. So right I posted it <laughs> to my Instagram stories. And this is the second time we have talked about her prowess for just identifying content. But Kirby Johnson messaged me and she was like, oh, my God, you should put this on TikTok. It, I, it's, oh, it would be I didn't great over that. there. Yeah. And so I was like, OK, well, if Kirby says I should do it, then I should probably do it. So I did it. and. I, you know, obviously, listen, I will tag, like, I don't, I have no shame in tagging. Like, I know. Yeah, yeah especially on TikTok. You gotta do TikTok, it. That's right? how they find it. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I mean, I have shame when it comes to, like, being on Twitter and maybe right. tagging a little Different bit. But practices. on TikTok, exactly. I'm like, I don't, I, the, the only goal for this is to get views. I, I will be yeah. completely shameless. You so have to do whatever. it. There's, the cause you, no, you it's have like, to. Unless you're huge, you don't really have followers. Like, the algorithm exactly. is in charge of everything on TikTok. Exactly. Yes, you are a slave to the algorithm. So it went up and it started. I went away and I did something else. I logged off for a little bit and I came back and there was like, I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is like 40,000 views. This is a wow. She was right. And a bunch of comments. And then I kept on coming back to it later in the day, in the next few days. And it just kept accruing more and more mm-hmm. views and comments. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm amazing at this. <laughs> exactly. And let me tell you, if you look up the video, it is literally one of the janky. It is like, you know, I, I, Kate always tells me to wipe the screen. The little like, um, what's the the thing? The little camera. video camera. Yeah, because yeah. it's always smeary. And it, she's right. It probably is smeary right now. I'm going to do that again. And so like, of course, my little camera thing was fucking smeary. And of course, the volume Doesn't Listen, the content speaks for itself. And but it did really well. And I was like, oh my God, this is I was like, I knew it was easy to go viral on TikTok, or I'd heard. But like it's if you know what to post, right? It's it's pretty easy. And your Um, like your sense of humor and the things that you enjoy are like the perfect fit (laughs) for TikTok. Thank you. Including your snow content. And I really, I really feel good about that video. Okay, so let's talk about the ensuing video. So you went viral twice more. One for a clip about Barbara Walters and Ozzy Osbourne. People love that. 
I know. I was. I felt a little shameful exploiting her death, but I feel like Barbara's a newswoman. She Listen, understands. She understands you gotta the get the story. Game. Exactly. You gotta get on it. So she would actually. I think she'd be proud. So, so true. Yeah, that was for. And then the <laughs> other one, like we mentioned, was the Andy Cohen, Anderson Cooper, Nepo baby thing. Nepo baby also went viral. And then my personal favorite is this beautiful <laughs> snowscape that you posted. Of, I'm assuming with a Taylor that's... Swift song. She really went for it. <laughs> yeah. I, the song was very curated. Yes. yes anyway, yeah. in Jewel. summary, follow Amelia on TikTok. There's more to come. She's oh at God. Amelia D-E-E-W or just, you know, search Amelia Wedemeyer. She's right Thank there. Thank you. Great Thank stuff. You. Ready for more. Okay. The other piece of content or the TikTok news that I want to talk about, speaking of kind of like how you go viral and it's kind of messy in there. It's a different yeah. game than the other social media platforms. It is. I have been having this thought and you guys spend, I think just as much time as I do on that app. I'm curious if you agree. I think because comments are more easily buried oh in these viral videos and because there's no accounts like comments by celebs for TikTok yet, I think celebrities are a little bit messier in the comments of TikTok mm. and people, Emily Ratajkowski does it a lot. But one <laughs> thing that came up this week is with Ellie Goulding, um, who we don't hear from a lot. And Kate, maybe you followed this story more closely at the time, but I didn't realize back in like 2013, 2014, there was this longstanding rumor that Ellie Goulding cheated on, on Ed Niall Sheeran. Horn. Oh, was Sheeran. it on Ed Sheeran with Niall Horan or was it vice versa? Mm-hmm. August 2013, the mirror claimed think- that Ellie and Niall were dating. The same month, Ellie was photographed at the VMAs with Niall and Ed. And then right. Ed was anyway holding hands. So it was like a love triangle, just Jared is telling me. Anyway, you would know better. Um, yeah. So the rumor is that she cheated on one of them. On Ed Sheeran with Niall Horan. Okay. And then Got he it. wrote a song about it or something. Yeah. Right? One of his big hits is supposedly about her. I forget okay. which one. You are right because that's what this comment is about. So she posted on New Year's Eve a video of her dancing to a Harry Styles song. And there's a comment on it um, that says, can't believe you cheated on Ed with Niall, but slay for real. And then Ellie commented and said, false with a bunch of exclamation marks. And then said, but also slay. So I... <laughs> actually really appreciate celebrities choosing that medium to debunk all of these long-standing rumors. And I encourage people to do it more because yeah. just it's a messy system in there. I it love it. I love the comment section and I encourage people to do it more. Selena Gomez does it like, Oh God. Yeah. yeah. TikTok comments are especially messy because you can reply with a video too, you know? That's so like right. you can pick oh a my comment, God, reply it's so with true. a video. It links it to the original video. So you have like this content stream uh, happening so in the true. comment section. Ooh. So I feel like they get extra messy because you're like spawning content. So true. Good point. Yeah. And you have the point system as well. People want people to like their comments. They say, yes, that's so true. And then if you get like the creator liked it, it's like a little media. Yeah. A little mini like social media. Exactly. Which I with your your new TikTok. (laughs) I do want to say one thing. If anyone higher up at the ringer is listening, I, I don't force me to do TikToks because I will quit on the spot. <laughs> Good note. Don't Disclaimer. force me to do TikToks for the you ringer. Or I gotta keep it you gotta keep okay. it a passion project. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. I, yes. Thank I agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple more things. Kate, go ahead. Just really quick. Uh, Emma Myers, who is in the show Wednesday, she plays Enid, mm. like the little blonde girl that Wednesday befriends. She has been doing this press run for the show Wednesday. And she has made being a K-pop stand her entire personality <laughs> on this press run. Yesterday, she went on Jimmy Fallon. She talked about her favorite group, 17. She talked about this like really deep cut song that like basically all the fans are like, they will never perform this again. We really want to perform it again. She went on there. She like explained their whole group system, the whole song. Oh she like was really cute, really charming. And I'm just, I just wanted to shout her out for using her platform for the greater good. I love good. that. Nice. Yeah, That's relatable. so funny. Do you guys remember, her name is like Christine Sudeiko and she's the one that, it, who had the original video of like, Mary Chrysler, Mary. Yeah, <laughs> yes, she, she was like, update, I'm a K-pop bitch now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of our so group chats funny. were talking about it. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh. Yeah, that was really good. good. That was really good. Oh, Thank you, yeah. Amelia. Okay. All right. Do things, Amelia? Yeah, sorry. Quick, quick. But, oh my God. I just, you know, it is really hard to be out here standing Selena Gomez. I'm sorry. Selena, I love Indeed. you. But um, We try so hard and she genuinely is so like actively hard. making it tough. Yeah. She really is because she posted a few days ago. Oh my God. Just, she has been hanging out with the Peltz-Beckham family for God knows what reason. I don't know who is forcing her to do this. Um, I mean, I don't, we, we don't, let's not even get into them because mm-hmm. if you know, you know, we've talked about them before so you can search the archives because I really, I don't want to spend time thinking about these people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but she, in particular, I want to talk a little bit about this photo series that she has where she's like hugging them. It's like her hugging those two. And the caption is, fine, call us a thruple. <laughs> no one was. No one was. No one was. <laughs> No you know how we know that this is bad is like over break, I feel like we were like pretty quiet. We like all had an unplugged, like didn't yeah. really chat too much. This got such a reaction yeah. in our chat. I would, me and Amelia were just fucking going back and forth. Be like, how, why is she doing this to us? This is bad. This is actually. We're like, sorry, grandma. I'll open presents in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Grandma is hanging out with the pelts back up. Exactly. Exactly. It's a known fact how. Anyway, okay, you're right, yeah, Amelia. We can't get too into it. It's got it's <sighs> got to be a no from me. So, Selena, let's find better friends in 2023. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, quick, happy slash sad news. Happy, Ashley Olsen got married. Wow. Um, great. Yeah, I saw that in yeah. a little ceremony to Louis Eisner. So great, happy great. for them. Very mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, and then in the sad, the sad news. <sighs> okay. Uh, shout out to my friend, Laura, who sometimes listens to this podcast because she told me this. Um, okay. You know the girl who unmatched Ben Affleck on Raya before he got back together with J-Lo and he sent her that really, oh my God, video where he's like, it's me, Ben Affleck. Why did you unmatch for Ben? <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Well, she got engaged, but she got engaged to Jason Nash. And if you don't know who Jason Nash is, I'm maybe shut off this podcast now or skip skip a few little minutes because Jason Nash, if you don't know, is Trisha Paytas's former boyfriend who is like 50 and he hangs out with like 20-year-olds and teenagers and he was like part of the vlog squad. He was BFF with David Dobrik. He was part of that crew. He's just like a disgusting he also like I listen, I am all for aging and older people. I think that's awesome. And, but he, I'm sorry, that I'm man all is for a- aging and older people. <laughs> <laughs> sound like from Amelia Weinmeyer. Well, you don't know. I'm pro just like, older I'm, pro, people. I'm pro aging and like embracing it. However, sure. Jason Nash is like, he is a, when I say he's a hard 50, the man <laughs> is a hard 50. And it's, yeah. he is so, he's such an ugly person inside and out. We don't have to get into it again. But yeah. if you look up anything, oh. just he's like been hitting on like teenage girls when he's like out here being late 40s. And it's, it's just like, mm-hmm. no, it's disgusting. And also it's like, who hangs out with like people in their early 20s when you're that age? That is weird. That is like gross. I'm sorry. Get some friends your own age. And and I don't know why this beautiful woman decided to get engaged to Jason Nash. So... <sighs> Well, I'm glad Raya worked out for her in the end. I guess so. I guess so. But have to imagine that's where they met. (laughs) You know, yeah. Yeah. Let's keep moving. Kate did say that this was going to be a long podcast. And guess what? She was right. I saw it coming. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Listen, we have a lot to catch up on. We did. true. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment. So it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, 
nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Okay, so we are doing something fun and exciting for the month of January. If you are with us for January 2022, uh, you will recognize the format. Uh, Kate, I'll just leave it at that and let you take over. We knew we wanted to do another January sequel for January. Lucky for us, lots <laughs> of things kind of work with the word January. Amelia had some amazing ideas. Yes. Uh, we Source were from do- a lot of Tea Time <laughs> listeners, so thank you. Yeah. She thought about, what was it, like Flanuary? We were going to do all dessert oh, that, movies. Oh, that was mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I got an email yesterday that Jennifer Lopez is in Shotgun Wedding with Josh Demel on January 27th. Wow. And I was like, what if we work up? I say yesterday. It was several days ago. Uh, <laughs> we work up to that movie with some other just famous Jennifers throughout the month of January. So lucky for us, a lot of cringy, affectionately cringy Jennifer actresses out there mm, who yeah. we love and adore, uh, starting with Jennifer Garner. So uh, this is just a, a blatant excuse to watch 13 going on 30, really, if you dive down into it, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great movie. It's what we watched this week. Any thoughts before I recap? This is a treat to us to start the new year right. <laughs> we can't it start really with is. like an actually awful movie, you guys. Yeah. We need to. I'm sorry. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. We're easing into it. Yeah. 13 going on 30, which I was amazed we had never watched before. But I guess, you know, the spirit of cringe mode is that we watch bad movies. Great movie. Mm. Uh, Jennifer Garner stars as Jenna Rink who basically, uh, the young version of her, which we previously mentioned when we watched Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, played by the same girl. Um, She's just like a goofy 13-year-old. She wants to be popular. She wants to be one of the six chicks, which are like the cool girls. Mm. She invites them to her birthday party by doing her homework, doing their Mm. homework uh, as how she gets in there. And she has this best friend named Maddie, who's like kind of goofy and awkward, secretly in love with her. Basically, he gives her a dollhouse for her birthday. She's like embarrassed about it. The six chicks make her play Seven Minutes in Heaven. She like makes this wish with this like magic dust on the dollhouse um, and her wish comes true. And she wakes up 30 years old in the future. She can't remember how she got there, but she has like her dream job, dream life, et cetera, et cetera. She works for like a fashion magazine. She's like, turns out she's like a really shitty person, which she finds out over time. But she kind of like, you know, tries to celebrate her inner child. She goes to a party and does the thriller dance, which we'll talk about. Um, She tries to kind of revamp this magazine by doing like a yearbook photo shoot where she hires her old friend who she falls in love with, Mark Ruffalo. We'll also talk a lot about him. Um, she like kind of is a homewrecker. <laughs> it's fine. Well. Um, and then she like, I don't know, crashes Mark Ruffalo's wedding to like tell him she's in love with him and she's sorry. Hmm. She goes back in time to be 13. Everything is better. And she ends up with Mark in the end. I know I skipped a ton of stuff, but it's kind of no, that was pretty no, thorough. No, that was More good. Yeah. than we normally do. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. Complicated okay. movie for, for a simple movie. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Uh, okay. Highlights. Highlights. Amelia. Yes. You know, Judy Greer. I love Judy Greer. She is the consummate best friend. And she is again in like the best friend supporting actress role in this, uh, which she has done so many times and such a great job of it. But I like that this is a Judy Greer role with a twist because she's yeah. actually like kind of she's the villain. So mm-hmm. she's like the best friend, but also she's like here to backstab her. So I was like, nice. We we got yeah. a little nuance to the this role. It's a really so. good role for her. She's like it really is. good at being like she normal is. evil. You know what I mean? Yes. We yeah. need her in more like evil roles. I would love to see her as the villain again, truly. Totally um, so love that. I also, <laughs> they played that freaking Liz Fair song. <laughs> I'm just like, get along to me, uh-huh. get along uh-huh. to me. Which is like, um, and they do it a couple times in this film. And I was just like, oh, it just brought me back because that song was everywhere in that Those era. first couple notes and oh then you just God. start singing the entire yes. song. It's, yes. Yeah. And it's, oh Honestly, my, it's a yeah. great soundtrack because you get the 80s is. songs for when she's young. Yes. And then you get like Jesse's Girl Thriller and then you get the early 2000s songs too mm-hmm. from when she's 30. So it's, it's so true. Beautiful. It is. I agree. Speaking of Thriller, it's obvious, but the dancing scene is all t- all time. She's at this party. No one's dancing. Andy Circus is like, why is no one dancing? And <laughs> she goes out and dances to Thriller, which she was like choreography. She was practicing when she was 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've never seen this movie, you've, you've seen this scene. It's just kind mm-hmm. of like the scene. Um, mm-hmm. But we love a dance moment. We love a, a group choreograph moment. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what happens here. So it's great. Yes. Uh, not to get too <laughs> detailed, but there's also a great moment in this movie that I did not remember. And... 
Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, great chemistry. Love it. Beautiful couple. But there's a moment when they're doing like this photography montage. He's like taking the yearbook themed photos. Mm -hmm. And Mark Ruffalo, like not, you know, you don't really think of him as like your romantic lead, really. He kind of has like gone away from that. But he like, they're slow dancing and she has this backless dress on and he like grabs the back of her neck and like pushes her head onto his shoulder. And I was like, woo, Mark Ruffalo. Wow. The fact I yes, felt something in my this, soul. Yes. This is about two seconds long, this scene. She Listen, wrote this down. That's and why I, I wrote it her. specifically. Because I was like, wow, it's so short and yet so potent. Liz See, and that's me why that I was being horny in the outline. You were. I and then like I watched I it. And I was like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. yeah but but you picked up and and yes, and I co-signed. And but also you picked up on something that is, and we'll talk about this more later, but Mark Ruffalo needs go away from his prestige project, his freaking Marvel stuff, go back to being the rom-com lead. Please. Yes. He's great at it. And that's He's why amazing I pinpointed this because this was like, you know, it wasn't in the script. It wasn't like, Mark, yeah. grab the back of her bare neck and back with your hand and like push her head onto your shoulder. It was a choice that he made. And I was like, you know what? I'm so sorry to compare these two men, but it has slightly like Noah Centineo vibes where he didn't even try, but it's like something that was like kind of First of all, these two are very similar, actually. So <laughs> they were making, wasn't that a huge thing? And yeah. like yes. when he first came on the scene, they're like, you could play Mark's Maybe they are related. Son. But yeah, it had the same kind of like, wow, that was a choice that you didn't realize, but you're like, you know what? It, that worked. It is. It hits. Sure. Great choice. It does. It does. <laughs> um, also, just one more note. They have a little dark room scene with like some mm. sexual tension. Dark room <laughs> scenes. <laughs> Always good. This is why Always I texted hot. you Thank saying, cool it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry. The I like it. waking up scene where she wishes with the magic dust, she wakes up and she's 30 years old, <laughs> is so good. And mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm just going to say it now because I saved it for MVP, but um, Jennifer Garner's physical, physicality being like a teen tween is so spot on and yes. great and not cringy and not like, you know what I mean? Yes. Not over the top. And is she has to like walk around her apartment being like, where am I? What am I doing here? Someone's in the shower. It's a man. Oh my God. He's naked. Yes. It's like all these things are happening at once. And she's so good at like every turn as she's like trying to put all of these things together. I, you, yes, you hit the nail on the head. I was thinking the same exact thing. And and it's like, I feel like there, 90% of other actresses, I would have been like, shut it off. I hate yeah. this already. This is yes. so annoying. But with her, I'm like, more, please. Yes. And she's like, oh my God, I have boobs. Oh my God, what is the thong? <laughs> and there are things that could be, it's like when we did Enchanted and she was like the, ooh, that thing. And you're like, that could have been really annoying, but you're so yeah. glad that it wasn't. Same right. thing here. Exactly. She pulls exactly. Same so exact good. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just an ongoing bit throughout this movie that I thought was really funny is like, you kind of forget that she's a 13 year old inside, but she keeps bonding with these teens because she mm. sees them as like her age in the movie. Right. So there are all these times like she's, you know, telling 13 year old something or like befriending one in an elevator. And after she kisses uh, Maddie in the park, she it cuts to her and she's like, oh, my God. And I felt like I was floating away. And then it cuts to who she's talking to. And you kind of expect it to be like another adult. And instead, it's like a group of teenager girls <laughs> who are like, wow, and it just it's gets so me every cute. time. It's just a yeah. really funny reveal mm-hmm. and a funny bit throughout the yes. movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, right. She's 13. Um, like you said, Jennifer Garner, perfect, fabulous. Mm. And I love that she gets to have fun in this. Like mm-hmm. too often she's, I don't want to say frumpy. I wrote frumpy, but that's not right. But she's like the boring friend in a lot of stuff. You know, like we watched her on like New Year's Eve or whatever. Oh, and God. like in a lot of the movies that she does now, especially she's like the mom or she's like yeah. the friend who, the older sister, or like, like uh, you know, even in Ghosts like, of Girlfriends awkward, Past, yeah. she's like, yeah, she's the older sister who's like, oh, you're like, you're such an embarrassment. Or like, it's fun that she just gets to wear fun outfits and be goofy yeah. and and fun in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but more of that. I totally agree. Um, last one, Amelia. I just, I love her rebrand of the magazine, Poise. Uh, yeah. And I just like, it should be real. This is so cute. I love it. So, so. cute. It's good. Yeah. Okay, let's do the lowlights. I agree um, with this first point. <laughs> thank you. I, you know, I rewatching this movie, I kind of was like, uh, it's so good. And I don't know how else you would end it. But I've always thought that this movie kind of ended abruptly where it was like, okay, <laughs> it's fixed. Now she's yeah. she's adult. She's we're back to being a, a 13 year old and she can be happy with Mark Ruffalo. I was like, okay. So, I think okay. there's 
an easy-ish solve here where there should have been a montage of like what they did in the ensuing years after. Yes. Like a quick montage. I know it's kind of hard to like plaster people's faces on like random bot like through the years. But I just think that would have fixed it a little bit because I do agree. And then they were like back to being adults married. Right. So also just like like, raises some questions. Like does she know her entire life to this point? I guess she didn't (laughs) remember it, but it's like, I don't know. It's confusing. Breaks oh, my brain a little bit. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, does does she, rem- she know? No, because I guess she skipped that part anyway. Ah, uh, yes. Right? Interesting. But then, like, I there know. are people that she's going to meet that she knows. I don't know. It's for the time it's thing can, of it all yeah, kind of freaks yeah. me out. Well, this is a good segue because I start to get really existential um, in the next <laughs> sections of these podcasts. So let's keep going. I thought Seven Minutes of Heaven was going to be a much, much bigger part of my adolescence. Um... And it wasn't. Never did it a single time. Me either. Same. Damn. Oh, no. No one? <laughs> Kaya? Seven minutes in heaven? No. no? Maybe? Fuck. Yeah, I don't know why I thought I was going to be put in a closet with like my dream boy many times over the years and not a single damn time. So this kind of set me up for failure. It looked. Yeah. Although stressful, kind of an interesting concept. Yeah. The amount of books and movies and TV yeah. shows as a child that included this, like that are really so true. disproportionate to our lives. Agreed. For Agreed. sure. <laughs> um, um, next one. I couldn't get over this. I'm really sorry. I already <laughs> did the time stuff. And yeah. I just, it goes beyond my suspension of belief that no one sends this woman to the hospital for amnesia. Like, I love that this is your low light. She's yes. telling everyone in her life that she has no idea who she is. It's or like true. she thinks she's 13, doesn't know any of these people. Mm-hmm. And no one's like, let's go get you checked up. Everyone's like, yeah. she's hungover. And then it continues on. And they're like, well, she's been acting weird. I'm like, nobody... Yeah. Her, even her parents, she goes back to visit her parents. Her parents aren't like, what do you mean? And were they like kind of estranged? And so it would be yeah. like, what she are goes, you doing like, back here? She find her in, her in, in like their closet, like crying. <laughs> I'm like, you don't take her to the doctor. Just yeah. like one scene where she, someone takes her to the hospital, Maddie. And some doctor's mm-hmm. like, she's fine. Like take her home, sleep it off. Or yep. like, like just one little thing to like, just get rid of that. Yeah. would have been helpful too to rational, me, Kate. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, um, I was yeah. concerned for her. <laughs> I also wrote this next low light before Ooh. I had finished this movie. And it does get, she does turn out a lot worse than I had remembered <laughs> when I wrote this down. Because I know we were supposed to hate who she had become mm. and like who she was, you know, in the life path that she had chosen. But then I took a moment was like, she gets picked up in a town car with fresh coffee every single morning <laughs> with her best friend. She has her dream job and like runs shit. She has an amazing apartment that she owns seemingly on her own. You know, dream company, dream life. And then you keep watching and then she sleeps with her coworker's husband. She like steals from her own magazine and like shills it to the competitor. So anyway, turns out they were right. And those were necessary changes because at first I was like, is this so bad? But anyway, yes, it turned out. Um, yes, it <laughs> yes, was bad. It was bad. Plot twist. That's and then it just, and then I keep going and spiraling and I apologize for that. But I just kind of started thinking about how I'm basically 30. <laughs> I'm like months away from it. And I'm not a big time magazine editor. And where have my <laughs> dreams gone when I was 13? They have vanished. And uh, we can keep this moving. But oh. I started to get in a deep, deep hole. And that's my biggest low light. Great. I will well, say, at least you found love, Liz. I'm like waiting for my true. my childhood best friend to show up any minute. <laughs> I'm not a plays editor, Kate. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. Failure. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Anyway, we can keep oh, going. God. Okay. Uh, let's do what is age the best and the worst. I will say. I will say to that. I just. I know. I feel like I'm talking a bunch this podcast, so I apologize. But you as someone who's point, Amelia. Yeah. As someone who's hit their 30s, it's not that different than your 20s. Like, let me tell you. It's like, the only thing is, is like, I hate, I fucking hate loud noises. But I've always hated loud noises. (laughs) I literally, when I see people in those fucking cars and they're driving down with the fucking exhaust, I want nothing more than to pull them over. I love that this is your your thing. I hate loud noises. I hate loud noises. Okay. If that's the only thing that changes when I turn 30, I guess that's pretty good. That's comforting. I'll be texting you you for more support. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But literally, I just, I, I, I've always hated them, but like with it increasingly within the last few years, I've just, I hate loud noises. Okay. Something to look forward to. Bad news for Paul Rudd, I guess. I'm really going to go in on him or whatever. (laughs) My hatred just grows stronger. Okay. There you go. Getting back on track. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. 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 Worst. This just was funny because they didn't know at the time because he was like the hero mayor, but like there's a photo of her (laughs) and Rudy Giuliani and I was like, whoa, that didn't age well. (laughs) 
Well, okay. I love All the right. screenshot that you included in here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, also, age the best, though. I would say, again, Mark Ruffalo as rom-com lead. Mm-hmm. Rom-com lead Mark Ruffalo is always greater than Marvel Mark Ruffalo. Always. Always. Mm-hmm. Also, Mark Ruffalo in general still looks pretty good. He aged he pretty looks well. looks great. Yeah, he did. Everyone yes. in this movie still looks pretty good. They did. Amazing. Yes. Age the worst. Just two, like, fashion industry things to note. There were articles like months ago about how heroin chic is back. Oh, no. Like the trend is back. It's in to be skinny. And her friend, her like evil friend, Lucy or whatever in this movie, her rival pitch is talking about like heroin chic and like, let's go beyond heroin chic and like blah, blah. And they're like, it's very clearly like, oh, she's evil. And the fact that she thinks this is good is evil. And I was like, oh, cool. So we have gone from this movie in 2004 being like, this is very clearly a bad Mm -hmm. direction for the industry to now where it's like, actually, it's back. Yeah. So that's hasn't aged well. Tough. And also age the worst, kind of similar <laughs> to what Liz was saying. This movie really gave me unrealistic expectations for working in media. Mm. Like, and there were a lot of movies uh, like this where, you know, the, what's the Kate Hudson movie? How to Lose a Guy. Yes. Uh, she also works in like fashion oh, media right. magazines, vibes, yeah. Sex in the City. Like all these True. movies, like these women had these glamorous fashion magazine jobs. And now, first of all, that industry just like essentially doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny, but so like, that hasn't aged well. Completely. And second, right. I just like really thought that working like we do work in media, and it just not does not look like this. So. Oh my Don't god, look like that. Yeah, no, <laughs> not a town oh, god sight. No, if you guys um, only knew. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then lastly, again, sorry, I'm in my feelings, but this has aged well. The idea that being in your 30s is like better than anything that comes before it. And like, I think even now it's like your your 40s are your new 30s and your 50s are your new 40s. And like, it gets better and better. Mm -hmm. And we have lots of lovely women to look up to um, who say that. So anyway, aging is a gift. Anyway. (laughs) Thank um, you, Liz. Yes. (laughs) Let's do MVP. Uh, Kate. Uh, I wrote this before I even watched the movie again. I know. Uh, my and MVP is Brie Larson as six chick oh number gosh. three. There are three. There, excuse me. There are six, six chicks. They're all the popular girl, girls in school. Um, yep. They have very limited screen time, but Brie mm-hmm. Larson is there. Young Brie Larson with her, her pigtail and her bangs and mm-hmm. uh, her awkward acting. And I chose yeah. this for the bit, obviously, but I also want to salute. It's a great bit. Thank you. I also want to salute Andy Serkis, who mm. is in the the least Andy Serkis role you've ever seen. <laughs> um, really, we say no more Marvel, Mark Ruffalo, but no more Marvel, Disney, Andy Serkis. Let's take it's him so back true. also and uh, put him back in like his goatee suit, nice. like fashion right. phase, because this like, is very fun. He doesn't need to be in the dots. He doesn't need know? to be Gollum. He doesn't need to be doing exactly. CGI. <laughs> oh he just needs God. a fun little beard and a sassy little accent. Exactly. And, I did not uh, realize this man was Gollum. He's oh the God. best. Wow. Yeah. Also for the bit, I put Ashley Benson. Yes. I thought she was six Great. chick number four. She is six chick number two. She oh, wow. she's built before Huge. Brie Larson. Wow. Huge get for Ashley Benson with not a single <laughs> yeah, line in sight. But anyway, my real one is Jennifer Garner, the physicality, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Iconic. Yeah. Um, I you know, the joint Jennifer Garner Mark, Mark Ruffalo performance, they are captivating in this. Mm-hmm. I I have just been recently, I'm just like really interested in like who has star power and who doesn't and like uh, screen presence and I'm Mm -hmm. like these two have star power and screen presence and they're great together and I would love to see them in another film together so please we could at one point we're we're in January so I won't touch this but in another month we can watch that Mark Ruffalo Reese Witherspoon uh, rom-com he's a leading man and a couple other things oh yeah like I love that idea love it Okay, uh, quickly, lightning round questions. Best 2000s outfit, Amelia. There is an outfit that she wears maybe like halfway through this film. And she's got like, remember when those chopsticks were really big for hair mm-hmm. accessories? She's got the chopsticks like sticking out all sides from her little buns. Mm-hmm. And she's rocking what appears to be like little corset top with a motorcycle-ish jacket. It's tan, um, a, a little, yeah, jacket over it. And she's got like, uh, kind of the the green olive green khaki pants, and I'm just like, you know that Bella Hadid is wearing this outfit when New York hits. 50 the girls degrees. are wearing that to this day, 1, definitely. Yeah. Um, I also picked another corset top. It's in the yearbook photo photo shoot, and she's in a mm. corset top with little butterfly clips. You could so basically cute. buy this today at uh, Urban Outfitters. But mm-hmm. also shout out, she does wear a lot <laughs> of dresses and skirts that are of that length that I 
ranted about the other week, which is right below oh, the kneecap. God. And gotta it's stop. True. Just stop doing that to Jennifer Garner. It's not That's right. That's true. Anyway, uh, Kate. It's not right. These are like very out there, oh. I have to say. And mm-hmm. I was looking for it wouldn't let me take screenshots on Amazon Prime. So I was looking for pictures of the outfits that I enjoyed <laughs> to put in here. And I found this blog, mm. uh, Mimosas in Manhattan, where Ooh. these girls recreated uh, a ton of these looks, <laughs> including the chopsticks one. And they actually look pretty good. Mm. And they're not even like reimagined. Cute. They're just like wearing them today. Like if any of these girls, I, I scrolled past any of them on TikTok talking into, you know, the camera, I wouldn't blink an eye. So That's so funny. I guess You're another, right. more evidence for this, all this fashion coming back. Um, <laughs> but I got to give it to the party dress. The, uh, the yeah. elite, mm. crazy, objectively ugly, but fun Very party fun. dress. And then mm-hmm. the, the sort of the frilly pink cardigan I thought was fun too. I would have been very into those at 13. Agreed. Actually, Kate, this blog is great. And this good Halloween costume inspo for it is. next year. I know. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, they yeah. really pulled these off. Yeah. Um, okay. Last lightning round question. What would be the song from your teenage years that would get everyone <laughs> dancing and up on their feet? A great thriller, question. Which happens in this movie. My pick was Get Low by Lil Jon. Because nothing the crowd <laughs> or my stupid crowds love more than like the to the window, to the wall <laughs> dance. And I feel like that would do it. Yeah. Liz, I expect all these at your wedding, just for the record. Um, get low, just an absolutely obvious choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just in the spirit of choreography, since the thriller dance had the choreography element, I went with Crank That Soldier mm, yeah. Boy. That's um, a great one. Came out a year later than Get Low, 2007. Everyone was doing that in high school and middle school. And yeah. I couldn't do it, but like I, if I saw somebody else do it, I would remember it. So <laughs> um, yeah. you could probably just like bank on nostalgia and get a group of people doing that right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Amelia, you know, okay. So I think uh, for uh, Usher's, yeah, was very important that I considered. Two thousand four. Yeah, I I still know the lyrics. People love that he performed it. Actually, I was watching uh, the New Year's Andy and Anderson, obviously, and and he was there. They they cut to his Las Vegas um, residency, and he performed. Yeah, of course, of course. What else would he perform? You know, no, it brings down the house. Come on, and it brings down the house every (laughs) single fucking time. Um, and then also, but I also want to give a quick shout out. I, I was technically younger than a teen when the song came out, but its impact is very formative to people my age or just actually people within the last, like just everyone. Honestly, I'm just going to say it was formative for everyone. Um, it was. Baby, one more time. Uh-huh. Everyone, they lose their, and myself included, yeah. lose their goddamn minds when this, yeah. when the first beats of that song play. It's yep. iconic. All of these songs would under duress probably get me out of the dance floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Liz, take notes. <laughs> Okay, you got it. Um, okay, the last category is Tea Time's unanswerable questions. Kate, go ahead. Uh, I want to know how exactly a pet becomes worth $97 million. Because mm-hmm. according to the ultimate pet rich list, which is just some <laughs> bullshit list by allaboutcats.com based on in- mm-hmm. Instagram <laughs> analytics, uh, Taylor Swift's pet, her cat, Olivia Benson, she has several cats, but it's Olivia Benson specifically, She's the third richest pet in the world. Uh, Hmm. And I don't understand how. They say, they explain it a little bit. Apparently she has merch. She like has, is in music videos. Like the fact that she's in some of her music videos adds to this. She's in some ads, like ads for Diet Coke and sneakers and stuff. So like, I I guess that's, but I'm like, it doesn't belong to her. Mm -hmm. Does it? No. But then the other pets, so she's only number three. Number two is Nala Cat. Uh, which is like a does ads for some premium cat food brand. So I'm like, that doesn't mm. really count. Oh. And then the first one mm. uh, is a German shepherd named Gunther the Sixth. <laughs> what? And apparently okay. he has like real estate investments that he inherited from his <laughs> oh, grandfather, stop. Gunther the Fifth. And um, I don't understand. It says Gunther recently sold a mansion formerly owned by Madonna. But I, I don't understand know, how, no. this, how this belongs to this dog and no. not just this dog's owner. So, An article came out in October of 2022 that says he's worth $690 million. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't for 500, but I'm sure you're right. Who knows? Nala Cat is 100 and Olivia Benson is 97 million. So is this, is this dog like a licensed real estate? Agent? I don't understand. I, apparently <laughs> so he's inherited most of this. But if he sold it, if he sold the mansion. Right, that's what I don't understand. How did Gunther the Sixth sell Madonna's mansion? <laughs> right. 
That's my other unanswerable question. Oh I don't have answers God. for these. I just need to put them out in the world. What? So, Knowledge oh, yeah. is cute. I just looked Ooh. her up. Mm-hmm. She's um, adorable. Yeah. Olivia uh, Benson's okay. I don't yeah. think she's that cute, actually. Well, she's got oh, one. Of, she's like the Scottish she's Scottish so She's got the weird little, little ears. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Molly but, May has that cat. They are cute. Oh, yeah. Betsy, right. take note. I don't know. Betsy's Betsy could become a real she's estate. She's not as rich, but she's cuter. So she is cute. She has not That's a penny me. to her name. <laughs> you should just get her into real estate. How do I get Betsy into the real estate market? All right. That was my question. Sorry, Amelia, take it away. Hilarious. Amelia has oh, two. God. I'm just imagining this dog cutting deals. Like, I know. You know it's uh, being on, like He's the new member of Selling Sunset. They bring out Gunther. Gunther the sixth. The six. I'm so sorry. He's like, I come from a real estate family. <laughs> He's a Nepo okay. baby. Okay. All right. All right. Reel it in. We're at an hour. Amelia, right. what's your question? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Okay. So as you know, I'm on TikTok all the time. But um, Are you? Yes. <laughs> um, I, so the, one of the trends going on right now is this horrible trend that I think it's funny. It's not funny when you're older, yeah. but it is hilarious to someone who is young and thinks they are invincible and are like, I'm not going to die for another 80 years. Um, so it's called like, I don't know exactly what it's called. I don't think there's necessarily a name. It's just like you tell a group of people that a famous person they like has died mm-hmm. and then you film their reaction. And it is like, it's really, it's really mean. Like I, uh, I'm sick to actually admit this, but I was thinking about doing it to my parents. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, my I God. Amelia. I, I know this, okay. but I was going to do it as a joke. I was going to yeah. do like, you guys, Elvis Presley died. And then like, see what they would say. Cause like, he's been dead for a long time. But <laughs> Amelia, I, I was thinking about doing it just, like the oh, real just, trend. So yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Fine. Okay. Not okay. Actually, you know, they're not actually dead. They're fine. Yeah. I will say, I just wanted to briefly discuss before I asked the question. Um, this is Angela Bassett's yeah, son. This one was not fine. This one was not fun. Wait, um, what is this one? This one was bad. So uh, Angela Bassett's son and also Courtney B-, B Vance's son was like, his name is Slater. He's 16 and he did the trend, but he did it with Michael B. Jordan, who and was Angela like, Bassett, who recently who lost. Who oh, is Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, and she knows Michael B. Jordan, and he, th- I don't know, I mean, you're 16, so you're not the smartest person ever, and he thought it's this so would be... It's so amazing that he thought this was a good idea. I mean, and oh. her reaction, obviously, the video is really short, and, like, they're both like, what? You're joking. And and he got, obviously, in a lot of trouble that he had to film an apology video oh. and post it to his TikTok, and he's, like, crying, which, I mean, it's like, well, yeah, you know, his, fuck around like, and find out. set him right. Exactly. Yeah. So Let the records show that I this is okay when it's like your mom loves right. Bon Jovi right. like and like she doesn't know like, Bon Jovi and has not recently gone exa- through grief. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, you okay. can't do it with real life people that people know. Whoa. Exactly. So I know. um that was not good. All time and, stupid. Right. It's yeah. just, Kids are so stupid. It's amazing how dumb they can be. Um so just Think about that. If you're going to do that, if you're a famous person's child and you're going to do that, think about that a little bit. Yes. But anyway, my question is, who would you choose to prank them with? Like who would in a group of like your, let's say your parents, your like aunts and uncles, you're all there for to celebrate the holidays. What celebrity death do you think would get them the most? Like, like if we're going for crazy reactions, who is it? I don't know. You know, what's funny about this is I only thought about my mom because I feel like my dad is so even keel. He wouldn't even like blink an eye at anybody. But I yeah. looked at, I looked through my texts and searched like favorite celeb in my mom's text. Oh my message. God, you're and really we, trying to get her. We did this 2019. I said for tea time research, who is your absolute favorite celebrity? And I said to die, for, but more like, I think it was a Mother's Day thing we did a couple years ago. Anyway, so she said, Colin Firth and Dustin Hoffman. So those are going to be my two answers because she's already claimed oh, to like. Were those like our smart. mom's biggest celebrity crushes? Yeah. Okay. I think we that's did talk good about research that. by you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, but then I love that you had the receipts. That <laughs> might be too real, as we said, because it, I, I, you know, sure. you don't want to get them upset. But right. Yeah. 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 Kate, you don't have answer. one, Amelia? Do you? I genuinely don't. I I don't it's, know. It's like hard. I yeah. I would. Like if you if I really wanted to scare them, it'd be like Joe Biden has died or something, you know. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Which I mean, I don't. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. But I'm just saying. Right. I'm just like I was trying, trying to think of maybe happy about, impact. so then they'd feel like a piece of shit when I put their 
like do the opposite like be like oh, oh thank god. god like donald trump has died and my dad be like oh that's like you know that's, that's and then, like, true him. that's true um, yeah that's but, good yeah i don't know that's all i got yeah, yeah. ending this podcast <laughs> wait amelia you have one more so question sorry. right oh do you oh well is I it mean, a bonus question only if you guys i mean we're past the limit but no please okay I mean, now we're it's teases so you have to ask I, Liz didn't do one, so you got to do it. Okay, I'm begging Kate and Liz and Kaya, but mainly Kate because, you know, she doesn't like reality TV. I get it. But I'm going to need Kate to watch one episode of the little show that I am now obsessed with, with and I've not seen an episode of called Milf Manor. Wow. And the premise is like eight hot MILFs are taken to a manor on like a beautiful, like tropical getaway. And they're like, we love younger men. We want to date younger men. And people were like, this is like that 30 Rock sketch, uh, Milf Island, where it's like, you know, eight hot moms and 50 horny teenage boys. But like in this version, it's like everyone's of age. Thank goodness. Um, and and like there's apparently going to be a twist and everyone Didn't has already figured this? out. Didn't Don't we? you think it's going to be each other's sons? Yes, exactly. It's going to be each other's sons. And I'm just like this. I hope it is. Uh, me too. And see your excitement at saying I hope it is. I'm hoping <laughs> you'll try one episode. I will. If it's will if you? that's okay. the twist, I'll, I'll watch an episode. Okay. Okay. Well, that but does easy. the twist okay. get revealed at the end of the. Oh no, it must be. And the first must episode. Must be the first episode, right? I would assume it's probably the first episode, but I don't That's know. True. I don't Once they see each other, it would become quite obvious. Right. One of them. Right. One would think. One would think. And I don't know if they're gonna do like there'll be like some of the sons there and like other like non-sons. Mm. Like that would be yeah, interesting. Can they all but be sons? I don't know. Exactly. But it's just like these producers at TLC, they are doing things yeah. that other networks are afraid to do. And I just want to salute them <laughs> because you have given me endless hours of content, TLC. Thank you. Thank you. Truly thank you. So, wow. Amelia, I look forward to the MILF Mansion. Excuse me, MILF Manor TikTok. <laughs> nothing else. Yes. They're going to give you some great content. Okay. Yes. Definitely. It's a great way They're to coming. End it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this long, long episode. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.